Welcome to PageCast at Kingsmead College Book Fair, proudly brought to you by Jonathan Ball Publishers. I'm Mariam, and I have the pleasure of chatting with Marina Cantacuzino. Marina is an award-winning journalist who has worked for most British mainstream publications, including The Guardian, The Telegraph, and Hello Magazine. She is also the founder of an incredible organization called The Forgiveness Project, which she started 20 years ago. Marina, I think it's important to start with why The Forgiveness Project and how did this project come about? It was the Iraq War that inspired me to collect stories of compassion and forgiveness and empathy because I saw the Iraq War as an act of aggression and revenge. And as a journalist, I knew I had a small voice and I was so angered by this. But as a private project in my spare time with a photographer, I sought out stories from victims and perpetrators um, that could unpick and unravel this difficult concept of forgiveness and self-forgiveness. And I had no idea what was going to happen to these stories. I thought, you know, that maybe it'd be a one-off newspaper article, but it became an exhibition called The F-Word, F-Word Stories of Forgiveness. And it was called The F-Word because by now I knew what a contentious subject forgiveness was. Hugely successful exhibition. I had, you know, beyond my wildest dreams, I hadn't ever imagined people were so interested in this topic. It really seemed to provide hope for people in very dark times. And as a result, I thought, well, I can't just let this go. And I founded a charity called The Forgiveness Project. And so it's been going for, yeah, 20 years now. And we take the stories into prisons, into schools. We haven't, the exhibition has been in 17 countries across the world. It's even been to Robin Island and been seen by 90,000 people around the world. Um, and the, you know, we have a, try and have a sort of debate about forgiveness. It's not about pushing it, but it's about looking at stories are the, um, tool that we use for change. Mm. And we just have a conversation because that opens up possibility. Mm. And Marini, you've mentioned Robin Island and you've also mentioned how messy forgiveness can be. And especially in a place like South Africa, forgiveness is a subject that is prevalent because of, an ongoing legacy because of the past. I know you've done quite a few stories and collected quite a few stories from South Africa. Do you maybe want to speak to one or two of those? Yeah, uh, in the early days, I was here collecting stories and I actually met Desmond Tutu as well. Desmond Tutu sort of told me about Mary's people who might be interesting for me to talk to. One of them was Father Michael Lapsley, who was a member of the ANC. And when he was in exile in Zimbabwe, he was sent a letter bomb through the post his father Michael Lapsley. So he was it was a religious magazine and he opened it up and it blew off both his hands. He lost an eye and had his eardrums shattered. Mm. Now the reason why I spoke to him, he was a very interesting case in that he doesn't actually forgive because he believes in restitution. He believes that he needs to know who planted that bomb, who sent that bomb. Um, but he says, I can still heal. I can still do great work. But forgiveness is not yet on the table for me. It needs to be earned and deserved. So I thought he was a really interesting case study in the sense that I wanted to make it clear it's not an either or. There's so many grades in between. Mm. Um, another story was that of Letlapa Mfaleli, um, who was head of operations for APLA, 
and had organised a bombing, or or I'm not sure if it was a bombing actually or shooting, in a Heidelberg pub in Cape Town. And he later, much, much later, and well after the TRC, which he refused to attend because he felt he was fighting a just war, he met the mother of one of his victims, a young woman called Lindy Furry. And so their story is really about one of working together to build bridges of peace. And I particularly was interested in that because Jin actually went to the village where Letlapa came from and asked for forgiveness herself for the legacy of her people, for colonialism, for apartheid, and for all the power imbalance that had gone on to create the pain that was still so prevalent in South Africa. And another interesting thing about that story is that he never apologized, nor did she demand it. She said words are cheap. Everything he does is about reconciliation and about creating a better world. And he's of compassion, and I see his humanity. And so these stories are complex, but they're also fascinating in terms of what forgiveness means to people and what it doesn't. Mm. I think what you've shown with those two examples is that it's different in each case. You speak often about how sometimes forgiveness is not always appropriate. Mm. Um, Do you want to elaborate on that? Yes. I think, first of all, it's important to say it's a choice. It's important to say that maybe healing is is the issue and not forgiveness. Forgiveness is part of mending um, and reconciling and building back and reconciling with pain in yourself. And sometimes in the heat of battle, whether it's between warring siblings or warring groups or nations, people are just hell-bent on surviving or on destroying each other. Mm. Um, and that's no place for forgiveness. That's not the conversation to have. It's part of mending broken hearts and restoring broken communities. Equally, there's research that shows that in certain domestic settings, forgiveness isn't helpful. Hmm. If you keep forgiving someone who's constantly abusing you, that abuse will continue. Hmm. And people, it's shown that people actually need consequences. So if someone, the abuser, as it were, knows that they're going to lose something, through unforgiveness, the abuse is more likely to mm, stop. Exactly. Uh, very powerful stuff. But I want to lead us into just the topic around storytelling. You are a storyteller and you've collected stories of other people and you've given them voice mm. and you've given them an opportunity to share. What was that experience like for you, sort of carrying the torch or the mantle on behalf of others? And how has that been received by the people you've interviewed, you've spoken with? Yes. I mean, the Forgiveness Project as a online entity and the exhibition, the F word, and the book all platform and give voice to stories that might not otherwise be heard. And I think these stories also support and, and are an act of solidarity to those who can't share their stories. I've found, as a journalist, I think I've got quite a tough skin. And these, because people often do ask me, you know, how can you carry all that pain? And I think the reason I can is because these are also stories which twist the pain into stories of hope and transformation and meaning making. And therefore, there's a purpose to them. And there's a sense of resolution. For the people who share their stories, I think it's immensely healing. One person told me, telling my story saved me from it. 
and often they have written books themselves because if you put things on paper, it can help you resolve the torment in your heart. And it actually commits, by committing words to paper, some, there's some sort of alchemy takes place. And, you know, what would, was unachievable suddenly becomes a reality in terms of healing. Mm. So these are all aspects I share in the book, you know, not just the forgiveness projects work, but also how these storytellers have used their story in creative ways to help with their healing. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I want to say thank you for joining us in South Africa, firstly, and thank you for joining us at the Kingsmead College Book Fair. It has been wonderful speaking with you, Marina. And I want to encourage all of the listeners to go out to your nearest bookstore and purchase your copy of Forgiveness in Exploration. Thank you, Mariam. Thank you.